This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse number seven says this, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. Amen. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. Tonight, real quickly, I want to talk about the grace of God. The grace of God. I ask all of you tonight, repeat after me, the grace of God. Come on, say it like you mean it, the grace of God. I'm quite sure many of you tonight will testify that in this life, Life does not always go the way we want it to go. I'm quite sure many of you tonight can agree tonight that in this life, we have faced and we will face storms, trials, tests, and tribulations. Many of us tonight can testify that in this life that we face things that cause us heartache and pain and causes us to cry. But the good news is, is that even though when we have those moments in life that causes us pain and heartache and causes us moments of grief and moments of crying, the good news is, is that we have somebody that keeps us in the midst of whatever we're dealing with. Matter of fact, you just got through singing and shouting about it when you said that you can depend on God. And the good news about it is, my brothers and my sisters, that no matter what we face in life, the good news is, is that we can always go to God in prayer. And we understand what prayer is. Prayer is our communication with God. Tell God all about what we're dealing with. Tell God all about what we are facing. But here it is tonight. There are a lot of times in life where we get kind of um, dis. Um, Combobulated, or we get misunderstood is that a lot of times in life that even though we can go to God in prayer, what messes us up sometimes, Pastor Tillman, is that we pray about things and we ask God for certain things, but a lot of times it seems like that our request and our result don't resemble. 
In other words, there are times in our life where we ask God to work some things out. We ask God to do some things for us, but it don't always work out the way we want it to work out. I know that may not be a shouting point. That may not be something that you wave your hand and say amen about because we live in a time now where we try to treat God like a magic lamp. Seems like the church now want to treat God a certain way that if they sing, if they shout and dance a certain way, then God is obligated to do what we want him to do. But I come to tell you, out of all of your shouting, out of all of your singing, out of all of your dancing, out of all of your scripture reading, listen, even out of all of your praying, everything don't always go the way we want it to go. I need a few mature Christians in here today that's been walking with God long enough that can just testify that I prayed to God about some things, but it always didn't work out the way I wanted to work out. And I know you're saying, preacher, why would I say amen on something like that? Why would I give God praise on something like that if it didn't work out the way I wanted to work out? Here is a shout. Even though it didn't work out the way we wanted it to work out, can you still testify he still knew what was best for us? And so my brothers and my sisters, I just come to tell you here today that when you understand that sometimes our requests and our results don't resemble. Why you say that, preacher? Because believe it or not, there's some people who prayed about their job and still got laid off. There are some people who prayed about the house and the car and still lost the house and the car. Some people prayed about their financial situation and still went bankrupt. And these people that I'm talking about prayed about it. I'm not talking about folk in the street. I'm talking about faithful folk who've been to church every Sunday. Faithful folk who've been walking with God. Listen, faithful people who've been with God and mature and God still prayed about some things, but yet it did not work out the way they wanted it to work out. And here it is, my brothers and my sisters. This is what I come to tell you because there are many of you here tonight that got that same testimony because you might have prayed about some things and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. But is there anybody in here tonight that can just testify out of everything or some things that I lost in life? First of all, I never lost my joy. I never lost my peace. And most of all, guess what? I never lost my mind. Is there anybody in here that got the testimony that can just wave your hand and shout, I'm still here. I believe I got a few witnesses tonight that's not been through some things in your life that should have taken you out, but yet you're sitting in this sanctuary. You ought to be giving God some praise because God has kept you in the midst of it all. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But this is what I came to tell you. This is what I came to tell you tonight. Listen, the only reason why we are still here, the only reason why we made it through those difficult times, the only reason why we survived the stars, it wasn't because of our education. It wasn't because of our connection. It wasn't because of materialistic things. But can I tell you what kept us in the midst of it all? Here it is. It was nothing but the grace of God. And somebody in here, ought to be able to testify you know about the grace of God. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're not excited. I know why you're not excited. Some of you are not excited because maybe you don't know what grace is. Because if you really understood what grace was or what grace is, you couldn't sit so still. 
if you really understood about the dynamics of grace, here it is, you would be giving God some praise. Because a lot of times we take grace for granted. Let me say it again. I say there are a lot of times we take grace for granted. Let me tell you, everybody shout grace. Let me tell you what grace is. Some people like to call grace, here it is, God's unmerited favor. There are some people who like to call grace, is the acronym G-R-A-C-E, which stands for God riches at Christ's expense. But let me tell you what I like to call grace. I just call grace this right here. It's when God gives us what we don't deserve. Ah, let me try it again. I say it's when God give us what we don't deserve. Let me try y'all one more time. It's when God give us what we don't deserve. And let me tell you why you ought to be excited. Because everybody in here, including me, are recipients of the grace of God. Is there anybody in here that know everything that I have? I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me anyhow. The car I drive, I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me. The job I got, I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me. The money in my bank account, I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me. And most of all, guess what? Just the mere fact of me sitting in this sanctuary is not because of my goodness, but it's all because that he been so good good to me. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me pause right here because there are a lot of people who take grace for granted. You ever seen people that come to the church and they sit in the sanctuary with sad faces. They don't ever make a move. They don't ever lift their hand. They don't ever show any kind of excitement but then they act like that God owed them this day. They act like they're sitting in here because God owed them this day but I come to tell you if our being here was based on our goodness our seat would be empty. I wish y'all talk back to me. I say, if our being here was based on our goodness, our seat would be empty tonight. But is there anybody here tonight besides me that can just go ahead and give God the best praise you have and tell him, thank you for another day you allow me to see. That's the grace of God. Standard grace when God gives us what we don't deserve. Then we have what I call saving grace. Yeah, saving grace. Saving grace, that's how we're saved, by the grace of God. Not by your works, but by the grace of God. Which means some folk think because they work that they're saved. Which means work, church work. Church work don't save you. Being on an auxiliary or committee don't save you. And what's so sad, you got people that work in the church and still not save. Y'all not talking to me here. But what is saved is when I believe and accept the work that was done on the cross. Believing and knowing that Jesus died from my sins, but he didn't stay there. You already know the story. But he got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hand. Guess what? That's the grace. That's how I'm saved. Not by my works, but by the grace of God. But because I am saved, I do work. <laughs> Standard grace. Saving grace. Then that's what I like to call, Pastor Timmy, sustaining grace. What you mean sustaining grace? Tell me sustaining grace. This is what keep us when you're going through that storm. This is what keep us through the rain. This is what keep us through heartaches and pain. And somebody here tonight has been through some things in your life. Somebody here tonight has been through some rough times in your life. 
And the only reason why you're still here in your right mind is because of the sustaining grace of God. Oh, yeah, this is this grace that keeps us in the hard and rough times of life. So watch this. You have one end where it's the grace of God that gives me what I don't deserve. But it's another end, the grace of God, that keeps me when I go through things I don't like. Did y'all hear what I just said? In other words, here it is. It's only by the grace of God that I have the car in the house. But it's also the grace of God that'll keep me if I lose the car in the house. It's only by the grace of God that I have the job that I have. But it's also the grace of God that'll keep me when they lay me off my job. It's only by the grace of God I got my health and my strength. But it's also the grace of God that keeps me when I get a bad report from the doctor. It's also the grace of God that I have the family that I have. But it's also the grace of God that'll keep me when I got to stand at the grave side of a family member. Is there anybody in here that know about the grace of God? that sustaining grace and that's what Paul talks about here tonight in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 please understand that when we look at our text here tonight Dr. Tillman we will discover that Paul that God takes him through three stages here in this text first of all we will discover that God honors him then God helps him then God humbles him what do you mean by that, preacher? First of all, please understand what about my sustaining grace when we look at our text. The Bible says that Paul says here, first of all, he says, that was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Please understand what that thorn is, my brothers and my sisters. It was something that bothered Paul. It was something that distressed Paul. It was something in his life that really bothered him. Some theologians like to say it was an eye disease. Some people say it was his enemies. I don't know what it was. All I know he had what he had. Come here, can I talk to you? All of us in here got a thorn. I don't know what your thorn may be. I don't know who your thorn may be. But there's something in your life that just distresses you. There's something in your life that bothers you. And the Bible says that Paul causes a thorn in his flesh. And my brothers and my sisters, here it is when I say that God honored him. Please understand that God had honored Paul because this is the same Paul who named used to be Saul. At one time, he used to persecute the church, but you know he had a change in his life. And the Bible says as he was going down the Damascus Road, here it is, God changed his name and changed his life. His name went from Saul to Paul. Let me throw this in. There's no sense of you having a changed name if you ain't got a changed life. And the Bible says that God changed his name and changed his life. And now he's on the Lord's side. And the Bible says that God really honored Paul. He saved Paul. He gave Paul revelations. He allowed Paul to go to the third heaven. Here it is. Look at verse number seven, how God honored him. And God says to him, he says, lest I should be exalted above measure, abundance of revelation that was given to me. 
a thorn in the flesh. Can I really show you what's going on? In other words, God has been good to him. God has blessed him. God has honored him. God has lifted him. But God also says this right here, I honor you, but I also got to humble you. In other words, he says, before I got beside myself, before I got too high, before I got really up there, God had to bring me down. And the reason why God bring me down is because I might have forgot where I came from. And the way that God did it, God allowed a thorn to be in my flesh. Come here, can I talk to you? God does us the same way. God will bless us. God will honor us. God will allow us to go to certain levels. But God said, before you get too high, before you forget where you come from, I got to allow some things to come in your life. Y'all not talking to me. God says, in order to give you balance, every now and then, I got to allow you to go through some things so to keep you humble. God says, I can't lift you and lose you. So what he says, I got to give you some balance. <laughs> I got to give you some balance. I got to let you be anointed, but I got to let you have some agony. I got to bless you, but I also got to give you some burdens. I, 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 I got to allow you to have favor, but also have some frustrations in your life. I got to allow you to have some balance in your life because believe it or not if some people never went through some things they never would pray they never would depend on God they never would call on the name of the Lord so God says on one end I bless you but on the other end I gotta give you some burdens I gotta keep some balance in your life so he honors him then he humbles him the Bible says there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. And watch what he says, a message of Satan to buffet me. Woo! What do you do when this thing turns into a message from Satan to buffet you? Well, I come to tell you, whenever Satan sends you a message, when you are a child of God, God will also send you a message to offset the message that the devil sent you. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. He said, it's a message from Satan to buffet me. And I come to tell you in life, the Satan will send you some messages. Whatever you're going through, he'll send you some messages. But when you're a child of God, God also give you some messages. Can I talk to you? I don't know what your thorn may be. It may be a financial difficulty right now. And guess what? Satan will tell you, you'll always be broke. You'll never come out your financial debt. Guess what? That's a message from Satan. But God also has a message to let you know, I will supply. I wish I had a church in here. Oh, of your knees, yeah. Satan gives you a message and tell you that your days are dark. You'll always be depressed. You'll always be down. That's his message. But God also gives you a message and letting you know weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Some of you, the devil is giving you a message as if nobody likes you, everybody hates you, people are trying to do you in. But guess what? God also gives you a message and letting you know no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. I need about 25 witnesses in here that can just thank God that God will give you a message in the midst of your storms. 
this, this is what I come to tell you. When the devil give you a message and God give you a message, let me ask you a question. Who reports you going to believe? It's this the message of Satan to buffer me. And, and I hear what you're saying. You're saying, well, where does God give him a message? He gives him a message right here. He says, my message, my grace <laughs> is sufficient for thee. In other words, it's more than enough. It's going to keep you. So God honors him. God humbles him. Then God helps him by letting him know that my grace is what's going to keep you. Let me give you this right here and I'm out the door. Please understand that with the grace of God to make it through or to keep surviving with your thorns, you got to be able to perceive his past performances. What are you trying to say, preacher? While, while you're sitting there having a pity party, while you're sitting there being upset, while you're sitting there saying, woe is me, I come to tell you, you got to perceive his past performances. I don't know what you're going through, but you got to remind yourself, encourage yourself, tell yourself that if God kept me before, he's able to keep me right now. I need about 10 people in here that know God been God too long to stop being God now. Did you hear what I said? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I don't perceive his past performances, but my last thing here, by the grace of God, my brothers and my sisters, that I don't perceive his past performances, but secondly, you got to be able, here it is, to receive the plan of God. Here it is. To make it with your thorn and to talk about the grace of God you got to be able to receive and accept the plan of God. What do you mean receive the plan of God? Here it is in knowing that everything don't always work out the way I want it to work out. I hope I don't lose you right here. Why you say that, preacher? Because here it is. I want you to notice something in the text. Paul asked God to remove the thorn. Y'all see it right there? He said, I besought the Lord thrice. Translated, I prayed about it. But he just didn't pray about it three times. That word thrice means he pleaded with God over and over and over again. I mean, he begged God. He pleaded with God. God, remove this from me. God, take it away from me. God, get it out of the way. But watch this. He prayed to God. He pleaded with God for God to remove this thorn. And guess what happened when he prayed to God and asked God about it? Here it is. Request denied. I know I messed you up. I know I did. Because we believe and we sing that he'll never say no. See, I lost about 10 of y'all right there. Y'all not talking to me. We believe and we think that if we pray to God, he automatically tells us yes. But I come to tell you, there are times that you pray to God, ask God for some things, 
and he still tell you no. Yes, you, with your singing, shouting self. Yes, you, with your Bible tone, scripture, quote, tongue, talking self. Yes, you, he will tell you no. Okay, watch this. Somebody will be able to shout off this point because there's some of us in here that can thank him that he said no. Y'all not talking to me here. A lot of us praise him in the yes, but I want to know can somebody praise him in the no? Because when you look back over your life, you ask God for some things, and God never did give it to you. You didn't understand it, but when you look back at it now, you got to be thanking God. God, thank you for saying. Request. Deny. This new age church will look at somebody like Paul and say something wrong with his faith. Because, you know, we live in a time now where, you know, we try to tell folk in the church, we give them all kind of cliches and think that it's going to work. You know, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, call it, haul it, spin it, get it. And if it don't work out, Something wrong with your faith. But Paul is a man of faith and still got denied. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to leave you on that note, but watch this. He prayed to God to move it. God never did remove it. But what does God do? God don't always work by substitution but he works by transformation. Good night. Good night. Y'all missed the shout. He don't always work by substitution, but he worked by transformation. That's a good point right there. Can you just look at somebody around you and say, neighbor, he don't always substitute, but he will transform. Okay, I know you're looking at me saying, preacher, what you mean by that? Other words, God tell Paul, I'm not going to move the thorn. I won't substitute, but what I will do, I will transform you that you're able to deal with your thorns. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Some of y'all got some thorns on your job. Every time you go to work, that thorn's sitting there looking at you. And every day you praying, Lord, get them out the way. And when you show up at work in the morning, they sitting there looking like the devil. And you be all upset. And God is saying, I'm not going to move them. But what I will do, I will transform you that you're able to deal with them. Some of you got some thorns. Some of you got some thorns in your family. Guess what? You can't get rid of them. You related to them. You live with them. And God said, before they get on your last nerve, I will transform you that you're able to deal with your family members. It's sad to say, but there are some of us who got to deal with some thorns in our own church. We see people in church, and what really make us so upset is the fact 
fact of we know they gossip, we know they're conniving, but yet they sit in the sanctuary waving their hand saying hallelujah and it just does something to you and you're saying God get them out of the church and God saying I ain't going to move them up but what I will do, I will transform you. Is there anybody in here tonight know that God will transform you to be able to deal with your thorns? Listen, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you don't mind tonight, shake your neighbor hand just one time for me and say, neighbor, I've had some thorns in my life, but one thing I do know, the God I serve, he's able to transform you. Can anybody wave your hand and testify? What a change has come over me. Anybody glad that God will transform you? So I come to tell you tonight, whatever thorns you're dealing with, keep on moving with your thorns. Keep on praising him with your force. Keep on worshiping him with your force. Because I come to tell you, you're going to make it with your force. You want to know how you're going to make it with your force? It's only by the grace of God. Somebody in here ought to give God praise tonight. Somebody in here ought to give God glory tonight. And tell God thank you for your grace. Anybody here know about the grace of God? I say anybody here know about the grace of God? I'm going to try it one more time. Anybody here know about the grace of God? If you know about his grace, come on and praise him. Come on, give him glory. Come on, give him praise. Tell the Lord thank you. Tell the Lord, thank you for your grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Blind, but now I see. Is there anybody here know about the grace of God? Do me one more favor, and I'm going to my seat. Grab somebody's hand, hold it real tight, hold it real firm, and say, neighbor, come on, say, neighbor, whatever you're going through, God is able to keep you. Say, neighbor. Be not dismayed. Whatever betide you, God will take care of you. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. 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 Take care of you.
Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.